Welcome back to another beautiful Tuesday afternoon. I hope your guys' work week is going just dandy, alright? If you don't know where you are and you don't know who I am, you are at the Rainy Day Horror Show with the best horror podcaster host in the universe, Dusty McBalls. That is me. I am the Certified Cougar Hunter, and I am the man with the biggest set of testicles that, you know, are here right now, right? And yes, you guessed it. It is another short Reddit horror stories, and this one is good. I like this one, okay? And I, I hope you guys like it too. It's a little bit of a long one. So, we're going to jump right into it, okay? No Crocs on today. Just sit back, relax to some good old-fashioned storytelling, okay? Now, this one comes from the subreddit, Scary Stories, with the user being Future Astronaut 3368, almost 69. That would have been funny. Not the rainbow hair wrapper, but, you know, 69. That would have been good, all right? So, this story is called, We Were Told to Take Over a Town. What we saw was unexplainable. And this is more of a military short horror story, okay? So, without further ado, get strapped in and just open up them ear holes. Let me, let me tell you a good old story, okay? Alright, so, I was a platoon leader for Alpha Company of the 82nd Airborne Division. In 2019, I was deployed to Afghanistan for military operations against the Taliban. It wasn't my first deployment, so I didn't think anything of it. Green, my company commander, Captain Forrester, called over. Yes, sir. I responded back. Meet me in my command tent ASAP, he responded. I didn't think a lot of this. I was either being called in for a briefing of a mission we had to do or sending an enlisted man home. But this was different. I walked into the command tent and my battalion commander, Colonel Gordons, was there with Captain Forrester. Right. Forrester started with the briefing. There is a squad of Taliban soldiers in the town of Pakita. They are holding the line for the rest of the Taliban army so they can resupply on weapons, food, and other resources. Forrester said, Your assignment is to either kill or make those sons of a bitches leave Pakita. Gordon said, You are going to assemble a 10-man squad to carry out this mission. Choose wisely on who you want to go, Gordon said. Will do, sir, I responded. You're dismissed. Trucks leave for Pakita in 10 minutes, Gordon said. I saluted Gordon's and left the tent. I now had to make a quick list of who I wanted to go with me on this mission. I was already thinking of names. Diceman, Rutherford, Martinez, Sutri, Boyd, Wilkes, Johnson, Deck, Santana, and Coleman. I thought, then I decided that was my team. I reported to the barracks 
where my platoon was. I briefed the men on the mission and they understood. These men were experienced and knew what to do, so I didn't have to explain a lot. No questions were asked, so we were good to go. When we got on the trucks, I was having a gut feeling that something wrong was going to happen, but I just brushed it off as nervousness. We got to the town and it looked destroyed. Most of the buildings in the town looked abandoned. Some of the buildings were missing windows and doors were missing. Some of the buildings were missing chunks of brick or whatever material they were built with. We were walking down the main road before we heard a scream coming from the building to the left of us. It was a horrific scream. Something you would hear out of a horror movie when the killer would be chasing the victim. The scream sounded like it came from a middle-aged man. What the fuck was that, Martinez asked. It was a rhetorical question for the first time for some reason. I felt fear rushing through my body. I don't like the feeling of this, Dex said. Well, it's our job to investigate it. Everyone on me. I said, I didn't want to go into that building, but it was my job, and I had to. When we went into the building, the inside looked awful. The walls were almost torn down. The furniture looked burnt and was also tossed around. There were also splatters of blood on some of the walls. Did we run into a Taliban execution? Boyd asked. No clue, I responded back. The building was a one-family home with a lot of bedrooms, so I had no choice but to split the squad up to search the building. Alright, Diceman, Sutri, Coleman, Boyd, and Johnson searched the left side of the house. Everyone else on me, I said back. We split up when we went through the hallway. The hallway was dark and had no windows. There were pieces of debris and other clothing on the ground. We saw a room to the right of us with the door wide open. I looked at Rutherford, who was behind me. He shook his head as to inform me we were good to breach. We breached, and what we saw still haunts me to this day. The Taliban soldiers that were here were dead and in a pile. Almost all of them were missing limbs. It almost looked like a shark did this. I was now scared. I was frozen in place, not knowing what to do. Who the hell did this? Santana asked. I was too scared to answer. Sir, Rutherford called over. Rutherford was standing next to the closet in the bedroom. I went over to Rutherford and saw what he was looking at. Written on the door, in blood, was a note. And the note read, You are not welcome here. Leave now. A chill ran down my spine. I was now thinking of getting the hell out of there. I radioed over to Diceman. Diceman, do you read? 
No response. Diceman, do you read over? No response. We have to search for Diceman and the rest of the squad, I said to everybody. They all shook their head, saying they understood. We left the room, now in the dark hallway again. As we were walking, I noticed a dark figure standing at the end of the hallway, where us and Diceman split up. It was at least eight feet tall and had glowing yellow eyes. U.S. Army, surrender immediately, I yelled to the figure aiming my weapon at it. It didn't do anything except smile. You could see its white teeth in its long, fearing smile. It then disappeared. What the fuck? I thought to myself. I looked at the rest of the squad behind me and they were scared. We kept walking down the hallway until we saw another figure, this time in Diceman's height. Diceman, I yelled over. He looked back at me, but something was strange. He didn't say anything. That's not Diceman, Santana whispered. The figure started running towards us. Diceman, stop, I yelled. He didn't stop. I shot him twice in the leg. He fell over. He was practically right in front of me. What the hell are you? Rutherford yelled. Diceman looked at us. His eyes were in the back of his head and he was pale. We are the reason you guys have nightmares at night. We are the reason your children can't sleep at night alone. We are... F I shot him in the head and he was dead. Me and the squad left the building and the town. I reported what happened and was told to keep quiet about what happened. I don't know what happened to Boyd and the others, but what I experienced will live with me forever. Ooh, spooky. That was a good one. First of all, before I get, you know, before I break this down and tell you, you know, how beautiful this was, shout out to the troops, okay? Thank you for your service. I, much, I greatly appreciate that you, you know, what you did and what, or and if you're still in, what you're doing, okay? I appreciate you. I know the stuff that you guys go through and the stuff that you guys see in the wars and stuff like that is, you know, difficult to deal with and difficult to see and understand. So, thank you for your service, alright? But yeah, that was a good story. I really liked that one. Um, that was the first time I think we ever had like a full-on, you know, modern-day military story on here. You know, a little horror. That was good. I wonder if that person is a vet. You know, not like a vet, like not like a veterinarian, but a, a veteran. I wonder if they're a vet. So, and I wonder if that came from you know a dark place. But if it if if it was a vet, hopefully you know, and if it, that story did come from a dark place, hopefully you know they're doing better, right? But yeah, that's all I really got for you guys. That was a good story. I actually really like that one. Holy shit. Um, I hope you guys, you know, I hope you guys' work week is going good, right? 
almost to the weekend. Well, not really, but we can almost think it's the weekend. And yeah, um, this Thursday, so I ended up not going to see um fucking the last voy the last voyage of the Demeter. I ended up you know I just didn't want to leave the house, so I ended up watching Unfriended and Unfriended Two: The Dark Web. So. I'm going to do probably those movies on this Thursday for our horror movie review. And then on Saturday, same thing. You know, we're going to be doing those um, creepy encounters. And then this Sunday, I actually have a camping horror story. I know summer's almost over, but I'm just, you know, I feel like throwing a little bit of a camping horror story for you. And this one is on Colin Scott. Um... Don't really know much about it, but like I usually, it just looked interesting enough to, you know, for me to put it down on my list. So I have that on my list. And if it's too short, I will be adding, you know, maybe one or two more camping horror stories to it. So other than that, I really don't have much for you guys. Um, let's just grind through the week. Let's get that money and let's party on the weekend, okay? If you want to follow me on Instagram, shoot me any of your, you know, scary stories that maybe you wrote or you know that you like any experience that you have send it to me i'll ask for permission to put it on the channel or in the episode channel i guess but and i'll put it in so that's all i really got for you guys um remember stay frosty stay foxy and most importantly the most important thing, or you will end up in one of my episodes, you beautiful peacocks. Stay safe. I love y'all. Deuces.